Mr. Secretary, I have 10 a.m., so I'm going to call to order a special meeting of the City of Richmond Planning Commission. Would you please give the electronic notice? Yes, this meeting is being held through electronic participation means uh, pursuant to compliance with ordinance number 2020-093 adopted April 9, 2020 as amended. The meeting will be open to participation through electronic communication means uh, and closed to in-person participation by the public. Most, if not all, commissioners and other staff are participating by teleconference, video conference means via Microsoft Teams. Uh, those who may be assembling in person are doing so in the fifth floor conference room of City Hall at 900 East Broad Street in Richmond, Virginia. Special guidelines and public access and participation instructions were posted to the agenda. Citizens were encouraged to provide their comments in writing to PDR land use admin at richmondgov.com in lieu of speaking through audio or video means during the meeting. Uh, the person responsible for the written comments was Matthew J. Eppinger, Secretary to the Planning Commission, and all written comments received prior to 10 a.m. today were um, forwarded to the Planning Commission. I should note there were no uh, comments that came in for this item um, and will be included in the record of the meeting. Thank you, Mr. Secretary, and welcome all members and members of the public. For purposes of a quorum, would you call the roll? I know Mr. Thompson is going to be absent today. Yes. Uh, Mr. Poole? Here. Mr. Law? He's unmuting himself. Mr. Law? I saw him online, so I'm sure he I did as well. I can come back. Uh, just to confirm, Mr. Thompson? Mr. Saunders? Mr. Addison? Ms. Greenfield? Here. Mr. Hep Buchanan? Here. Mr. Johannes? Here. Mr. Murphy? Here. And Mr. Law? Mr. Law, are you with us? Mr. Law? Well, we have more than five, correct? Yes. Oh, we are at five now, yes. Very and good. Mr. Law, I believe, is here. I'm just not yes. hearing him. So with that, I'm going to ask Mr. Stidell if he would like to make a presentation on the Capital Improvement Program. Yes, Mr. Chairman Poole, thank you very much and thank the members of the Commission for taking your time today. We're kicking off the administrative budget presentation season, which now extends off into the long future. So thank you, thank you very much for the time. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if oh, ACO Saunders has had a chance to join us yet, if you would like to. Hey, Bob. Okay, good. Um, you know, thanks, Bob, and I um, uh, look forward to this presentation. Appreciate you um, being on to, to share with the, the other members of the Planning Commission. Um, you know, one of the things I want to just kind of speak to on our on our capital improvement program is that, um, you know, it's, it's continuing to invest in um, the priorities of the city from um, Shaco Bottom uh, and continuing the, the work that has been um, 
led by the Shackle Alliance uh, to um, Southside Community Center, um, uh, as well as our, um, our, our complete streets and street maintenance programs. Um, one major item that I think is important to talk about is um, the, the need to invest in our, in our city facilities. Uh, Bob gave a presentation, I think, at either our last or the previous planning commission meeting about um, the data and analysis that his team has done around um, how far behind we are in our deferred maintenance. Um, we took a good step forward on Monday night with council's adoption and sale of the public safety building. Um, which moves a, a city asset that has become a city liability off our books, puts dollars in our account to address some of our other capital uh, facilities maintenance needs, um, but it is going to be uh, an important priority for us to address uh, going forward. So um, Bob, look forward to the presentation, may have a couple other thoughts as we conclude. Thank you, Mr. Saunders. Mr. Stadel. Thank you, sir. Um, as, as Lincoln said very eloquently, and as the mayor said yesterday in his press briefing, this is going to be a challenging year. We really need to leverage our capital projects to the maximum this year to be able to provide services to the community. Again, this is a five-year plan, but beyond the five-year plan, it's also uh, a planning for 10 and 20 years that, um, that the team has to be able to be looking forward to, too, as our facilities are have very long appreciation schedule. So but we're going to talk about the five-year plan coming up right now. And we're really challenged by the mayor to use the CIP to support the draft equity agenda. I think that's exciting for our city, and I think we'll find that um, we'll be able to stitch what we're talking about for capital investment in with the concepts that we need to be able to provide to be able to have a city that we all want to live, work, and play in. Uh, the GFOA, of course, explains to us why it's very important to have a um, infrastructure. That's the general, our government finance officers association. Also, the Richmond City Auditor has evaluated the CIP in 20 and 19 and 18, and we have a lot of, of good information that we're working off of as teams to be able to meet this goal of maintaining high quality infrastructure. It is a partnership that has to take place between the administration and every other person who has, has an interest in this process to be able to make sure our CIP is used appropriately to the best way it possibly can be used. Um, Mr. Saunders talked about earlier deferred maintenance, which is, is, is not a good thing um, in your household and it's not a good thing in your city government. So we have challenging conditions in some of our physical assets. We really have got to get ourselves on a new way of looking at the future to be able to address what, our, um, what we have to be able to provide to the citizens that is ca our capital assets. And don't forget the capital assets besides the buildings and the roads and the bridges include our fleet. And we'll talk a little bit more about fleet as we go along. I think I mentioned pretty much almost all of this in when we got together back in February. There's really not a whole lot new in this CIP. Um, it, it really is completing projects that have already started. We've made some, some minimal adjustments 
I'll take a moment to uh, talk about the, the new stuff that uh, you, you've already heard a little bit about. Uh, please stop me during this presentation. Let's talk about a slide that we're on. If you have a question, we don't have to wait to the end, so please feel free. $65 million was the plan. We're proposing $63 million. Uh, some of that has to do with timing. And I, I do want to just really take the time to compliment the budget team. We are increasing pay as you go. That is so critical to be, do, be able to do in your general fund is to be able to pay as much as you possibly can from cash. And uh, they are working so very hard to make that happen. It, it is a requirement for the city to be able to move forward and to be able to be uh, in a stronger financial position is to be able to use as much cash as we possibly can. We also want to uh, probably come back to you all at a different time. The DPW CIP funding buckets now includes the CBTA, the Central Virginia Transportation Authority, CBTA works with the Regional Transportation Authority as well as CCB and OPI and SmartScale. So that may be worth a, a discussion with the Planning Commission just on that topic alone, just so you see how those dollars are being invested for mostly of our horizontal infrastructure. But then again, that goes back to support development. It goes back to support the Richmond 300. So that may be a good topic to bring back for another time. The highlights we, we, we knew, uh, I think you saw the um, location character and extent for Fire Station 12, I believe, last month. So you know where that's going and it's moving on. You saw the master plan for um, Southside Community Center back in 2019. So now you see the phases of that master plan are being implemented um, with, with this upcoming fiscal year. The Shockle area, uh, Shockle small area plan that you received the presentation earlier this month is going to inform uh, the enslaved African heritage campus, but you see we have money there. The first part of this process is, is land acquisition. So uh, there, there's, of course, we want to keep talking about this very, very much as we go along, but right now the, the, the projects and just the land acquisition phase, there's not a whole lot to be reviewed yet, but that's yet to come. And of course, as, as uh, ACO Saunders talked about, we have capital maintenance dollars for all city of Richmond facilities. Um, 11.25 million is, 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 a, is a, a good start, but we're gonna need between 14 and 20 million a year in the out year, in the next few years, and then it's gonna go up even higher than that, depending on what our planning will be as we think about how we're going to use our governmental campuses and our judicial campuses. Mr. Scottell, if I remember correctly from last year, the funding for the enslaved African heritage campus was different. Am I remembering correctly? Yes, yeah, sir. It would have been different last year. Uh, there's different funding sources now for that project, as well as um, Again, this is this is the five-year project. This is the 20 to 26, 22 to 26, and, and it will probably change again depending on what they do across the street uh, at the General Assembly for funding for this location also. But yes, sir, it has changed. Thank you. I just want you to know I actually read these things. 
I, I, I know you do, and that's, that's why I try to give you as much detail as I can, because I know you actually <laughs> Also, uh, fleet. I talked about fleet earlier. Um, you know, the, the fire apparatus and the police vehicles are both critical. Um, our philosophy in the fleet has has been kind of you know we use our we use our old trucks to be able to be our standby fleet. We can't do that in the future. Our standby fleet's got to be just the same as as our frontline fleet. So you're going to hear as we go along in this in this uh, five year time frame rethinking how we do our fleet um, analysis and how we do our prioritization and to be able to change change the ability for us to be able to provide services to to our citizens um, the the 200 million for rps is in the out year the george with design uh, has begun uh, at the education compact meeting tuesday night there was a discussion we're going to uh, that schools will start the engagement of the community about that school but using the prototype design of the two of, of the River City School, uh, we'll be able to get started on preliminary design work uh, using the current width property location. Uh, we've uh, done a lot of pushing around with pencils um, on some blank sheets of paper using that same property. So we've done some work going forward for that, and we'll be able to get that started in fiscal year 22. And again, as I said, we have the cash towards the projects, which is a, the financial best practice. There are. Uh, if I can, I yep. can just mention that um, on your previous slide that the, you know, we have a, a ways to go to get to the level of cash funding of our capital maintenance um, that we really should be at to be at, at best practice. Um, but we are we are making a. A real start to that this year and putting together plans to achieve that policy goal um, in the next few years. Thank you, Bob. Sorry. No, no, no. And, and, and again, Chairman Poole, um, I can say it because ACO Saunders can't. That's going to be very painful and it is going to require some real prioritization that we're going to struggle with long before anybody ever sees a budget, but to make some of these decisions, there's going to be some very, very hard decisions that will have to be made by staff before any budget ever sees the light of day, because there's just simply not enough resources to go around to do everything and meet all the financial goals that we must meet as a city. Um, sources of funds, you see here, the cash is like we just got through talking about, it's up to 7.06 million, that's 11%. And then you see where the rest of it comes from, either from um, from the state or federal um, appropriations or from GO bonds. Uh, we have short-term debt, short-term debt management, and the infamous other funding sources. This is 22. This is 22. Yes, sir. This slide is just 22. Got it. As is the next slide of the appropriations by category again is just 22. You see most of it is going to transportation. I'll talk about education as a smaller portion you've seen in the past uh, in the next slide, but uh, transportation is where we're going as well as public safety because of the fire station 12. And then you see uh, fleet uh, coming in next and then you start to see the others. And we'll go into more detail for each one of these for 22. But when you look at 22 to 26, again, our, our investment is still in education. It's still 47% of that long-term look or the five-year look, uh, and we continue to, to work off of um, 
off of the mayor's strategy for, for the improvement to our public education infrastructure. And here's source of funds for fiscal year 22 non-general. This would be utilities department. Uh, you see um, utilities is, is doing well with their cash contribution, 38% of their CIP, which uh, they still need to grow beyond that, but they're doing an excellent job. And then you see where the rest comes from, either grants or from revenue bonds. Again, this is for your utilities. And then here you see where it's being spent. Uh, most of it is going to wastewater. Wastewater is, is entering into ramping up of another phase of the multi-phase combined sewer control program. So that's why uh, you see they're getting ready to, to do some real spending over there to be able to uh, work on that project uh, as part of their RVA clean water plan. Are we gonna go into more detail on that or is that pretty much what we're doing? I, I would suggest, again, this is another one of those things, I, at the end I was gonna say, sir, we need to have quarterly discussions on exactly what is going on in these projects. Um, that That is, we just don't have enough time to do a deep dive into that, I don't think, with what we're talking about here. But I, I really think we need to set up regular quarterly briefings so the Planning Commission understands exactly where beyond just reading the CIP quarterly report, exactly see where these projects are going. Mr. Secretary, can you just pencil those in for quarterly meetings and then Mr. Stadel can decide what subject matter he would like to discuss on that quarterly basis? Certainly. Does that yeah. suit you, Mr. Stadel? I think we should, we should schedule those right after the, the quarterly CIP data comes out and, and I'll work with Matthew to make sure we, we Pick that up, and of course, if you've got a huge agenda, we, we can always be very flexible with making sure it's it's not going to take more time than you all can take in a day. I think it'd be very good to have that. Because again, I think as you see, as we move through here, now you see the FY22 transportation dollars and to where they're going. And when you look between complete streets, um, Shaco Valley Street, there's so much that goes back and forth between those categories, but still talks to where those, those dollars are being spent. Th this is, again, another reason why we need to take more time to be able to talk about how the projects work together um, and how they also go back into the various plans Richmond 300 relies on to be able to get us to where we want to be through, through that funding process also. The education slice this year is, is a little bit uh, thinner than you've seen in past years. Um, they have prior year appropriations they're going to be able to bring forward, plus they have federal and state funding um, um, provided uh, as a result of, of the uh, appropriate response to the pandemic. Uh, so they'll be able to be able to work on their HVAC issues in some of their buildings for COVID as well as other expenses through through sources uh, that don't have to come from FY22 this year. But of course, that will ramp up again in the out years. But uh, we are very, very happy to work in partnership with our with our colleagues at RPS to make sure that we have, we're getting everything done that we need to get done in the proper, proper order and in the proper years. Uh, Mr. Poole, I believe Mr. Hepke Cannon has a question. Ah, yes, Mr. Hepke Cannon. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, 
I was wondering if we could just go back to the transportation slide. I, I feel like we saw the slide, but we didn't talk about what everything was that was going into that half of the pie. Is that all right? Mr. Chairman, I'm fine. If I understand your chart correctly, the, the right-hand delineation by a pie chart is what's transportation. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So that breaks it out again by, by five major categories. The other, I should have mentioned this earlier, the, the other piece of um, uh, information you received with the agenda includes the actual pages from the CIP, which breaks out each one of the projects that would be assigned back into these quadrants of, of the pie chart. Um, ha happy to address any questions you have on, there, there's a lot of them. I, I can go through the list or how, how you want to take it, sir. I, I have a question just specifically about the complete streets uh, quarter of that transportation pie. Um, that I'm well versed in what complete streets mean, but I've never seen that is a budget line item before. Um, usually we have, you know, sidewalks, bike lanes, blah, 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 blah. Um, and I've noticed that the sidewalk money might have been moved into complete streets. I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. So because it's such a large portion of that pie, I'm wondering if you can elaborate a little bit about what's in there. Yes, sir. It, it, it is not a budget line item. It, it is a bucket. So you have to think of the projects that are that each do have a line item and those that as you said earlier meet the definition of complete streets that that's what got rolled up for the purposes of just this graphic uh, sidewalks are in the cbta funding for fiscal year 22 so that's why you don't see them in general fund um, uh, general fund uh, dollars um, and the CBTA project, like I, like I said earlier, the, the way these funds are working back and forth does require a deeper dive to be able to see how they're gonna be able to impact specific pro pro project areas such as gutter, such as sidewalk, such as streets, such as um, all eligible expenses under the CBTA. So, so it's not a budget line item, it just shows the aggregation of what we would consider to be projects meeting the definition of what we would do for complete streets. Okay, thank you. And I have one more question, if that's okay. Uh, the Shaco Valley Street improvements, that's three, three and a half million in FY22, is that right? For FY22, I think that total project is 29 million. Okay, so the rest of it's funded in the out years? The rest of it will be coming in, in the out years, yes sir. Okay, thank you. There's, there's a, a separate project page in DPW's website that has all the breakdown of the Shaco Valley Street Improvement Project, as well as I believe there's a presentation going to the next Shaco Valley Alliance meeting too, uh, that will update everybody as, as to where that project is. But, but um, again, this is a great example of another thing we should really take a deep dive into on a quarterly basis instead of trying to eat the elephant one bite at a Bob, there's two uh, two very similarly named groups. One is the Shaco Valley Alliance, and there's another one. Which which one is the alliance that you're going to be talking to? The, the alliance was was formed by the mayor as an outgrowth of, of his evaluation of Shaco Valley 
Um, Kim Chen is the um, is the project manager for the Chaco Valley Alliance and the membership that's within that. Um, I think she mentioned a little bit about that when she gave you the presentation on the small area plan. She did. She yes. I was just trying to identify which of the two organizations you were referring to. Yes, so that I'm referring I'm referring to the alliance now. You know there's the Shaco Valley Partnership, which is economic development. So there's a couple different groups down there. Next one, economic and community development, you see percent uh, for the arts and the um, island accessibility projects are the big dollar, or, I'm sorry, the big projects in a small dollar amount for economic and community development in fiscal year 22. City facilities, um, so this, this is really for 71 buildings that we own as as a corporate entity. Uh, when you look at the capper, these are considered to be the government operation buildings. <clears throat> um, we added one building this year, the social services building across the street, the John Marshall building. That is now uh, part of the city's portfolio. So uh, what you see here are dollars that they're going to be used um, throughout the City portfolio, most of what is in here, of course, is City Hall. You're seeing the security costs coming in, and, and they have changed over the years. Post-Virginia Beach, uh, there, there are changes that will take place with security. Um, if you're in the building and sometime soon, you will have to have an ID to be able to access any floors. But there's more security spending that will go into next fiscal year. Um, Mr. Poole, the, the Coliseum area plan will... will really help us to crystallize though what is going to be our future spending for city facilities and the downtown campus so as we get more understanding of what the coliseum area plan is and what we really want to accomplish between the coliseum and, and the vcu medical campus and the river and, and north up into jackson ward um, we'll probably see a lot of changing in this category as the years go on uh, we have facilities we, we don't need anymore. We should get rid of those. And we have other facilities that should be certainly better than what they are now. So this, again, would be a great conversation for us to do a deeper dive in. <clears throat> we, we know that we need to invest more in our parks and green spaces and our programs that parks can provide. Uh, I think uh, they do a great job over there with the resources they have, and we're going to continue to try to get them more resources. Uh, we desperately need the parks master plan. Um, I think you're going to hear more and more about that, that uh, Director Frelke and, and his team need to, need to fund and, and get that master plan going so we have a better roadmap. Moving forward, you see the south side dollars are there, but you also see he's got money in the major parks renovation, um, park and recreations buildings, as well as neighborhood parks. And the neighborhood parks are those green spaces that are within the 10 minute walk. Um, we want to make sure that that, that 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 goal is being met throughout the use of the CIP for 22.
And finally, public safety, the, the vast majority of these dollars are that fire station 12 replacement. Uh, we're gonna try to get all that done in this fiscal year. Um, firefighters deserve that station to be renewed. It's a tight site, as you saw in the presentation on location, character, and extent. It's gonna be a challenge, but it's gonna get done. This is also where we have the dollars for our courthouses, Oliver Hill, um, Manchester Juvenile Detention Center, and John Marshall. And again, we are in the process of, of trying to understand the space needs for all those courts, thinking about a, a master plan for the campus for the judiciary. Um, the John Marshall Courthouse is, is no other way to say it, the wrong courthouse for the 2020s. So we need, we need to do a lot of different things to make, make, uh, make what we're supposed to do um, work, work well. When you make reference to the police headquarters building, that's not a precinct, that's a total headquarters building? Yes, yeah, so and that's finishing up the parking deck and some other dollars that are necessary for the headquarters building, the one on Gray Street. All right, thank you. There was, there was some other dollars that we used for security too for that building um, in, in fiscal year 21 that, that are gonna also have to carry over into 22. So in summary, I think we, we, we've gone over all of these, these pretty well. I, I think we're investing the dollars wisely. I think you, know, you and I have had some great conversation about why do we spend the dollars? And I think if you refer back to some of the information we talked about back in February, we're, we're starting to align better as to why we spend the capital dollars in terms of what we're planning for our city, what we have as initiatives that that the mayor and the administration uh, are, are very passionate about. So I think we're going in the right direction, but sir, we have an awful long way to go, and we really look forward to working in partnership with you all to, uh, to continue the process and make it better and better every year on. As we get into the 23 to 27 five-year plan, and we've already started working on the 23 to 27. Very good. Are there questions from members of the commission for Mr. Stoddell? or Mr. Saunders. This is a, a Commissioner Murphy. Just a quick question for Mr. Stadel. And, and uh, when you were going through Parks and Rec, you had mentioned that they that it would include funding for, for master planning. Uh, I know that Pharrell uh, has been looking to master plan Parks and Rec uh, for a while. Um, but I think, is there money in the budget? I didn't see it in the line items. Well. Those are, those are operating dollars. The master plan would be operating dollars, not capital dollars. But if, if, if Chris is on the line, he can maybe give you a quick update. I am, uh, this is Director Felke. Um, we did request it in this year's operating budget. We're waiting, as everybody's aware, on Friday, um, I believe at 3 p.m. that will be announced. So we are hopefully optimistic it will be in this year's mayor's budget. Great, thank you. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Any other members of the commission have questions? We have a very talented group here that's ready to answer your questions. Very well, hearing none, I will ask the secretary again, we don't need to vote on this. We just need to have the presentation, is that correct? Uh, that is correct. And you, I believe normally you, you do have a public hearing just to, to see if anyone is here to speak, but um, a vote and hearing are not required. 
Very good. Uh, we'll open a public hearing and ask if there's any member of the public who wishes to speak with respect to the presentation about the CIP budget. If you're on your phone, remember to star six to unmute yourself. If you're having trouble communicating, please call 804-646-6308 and ask to speak to Mr. Evinger, who will help you. Are there any members of the public who wish to speak with respect to the CIP budget presentation? Ms. Gordon, good to hear from you. What, what questions would you like to ask? Uh, good morning, everybody. I just had a, a I think a quick question. Um, it was mentioned earlier that that sidewalks would be um, funded in the through the CBTA funding, so that's not um, shown here. And I'm just curious um, if if there will be like a separate report or something delineating what projects will be funded through uh, CBTA or how that will will work. Thank you, uh, Mr. Chairman. The um the DPW website shows all the sidewalks in the city and the condition assessment of all the sidewalks. So as, as the year is going to roll on, you're going to see the, the report coming out of the actual work uh, on DPW's website. But again, that's, if you go into the quarterly CIP report, you'll see that every quarter. Uh, but the actual sidewalks that are being maintained for the condition assessment that's the information you'll see in the DPW website. And again, we can find ways to, to package that to, to bring that back to the Planning Commission. So you're, you're, you're tracking that progress also. Very good. Any other member of the public wish to ask a question or make a comment with respect to the CIP budget presentation? Again, remember star six if you are on your phone. Anything coming through to you, Mr. Hevinger? Uh, no, sir. Very good. Then I'll close the public hearing, bring it back to the commission and say thank you to the commission for attending this special meeting, purposes of presentation of the CIP budget, and also to Mr. Saunders and Mr. Studell and all of your staff members for a wonderful presentation and for getting us the material in advance. Thank you very much. Glad, glad we could accommodate. <laughs> I didn't say that, would you, Mr. Studdell? <laughs> very good. All right. Thank you all very much for attending, and we appreciate it, and have a great day. I'll Thank you. this meeting adjourned. Thank you. Hope you didn't mind me switching between screens. Oh no. Okay.